0: You're listening to Social Slowdown, a podcast for entrepreneurs and micro-businesses looking for sustainable marketing strategies without being dependent on social media. Social media is a double-edged sword. It's a wonderful way to stay connected, but it also can feel like an addictive obligation. And it's even more complex for businesses. Your audience might be right there but you've gotta fight with algorithms to maybe be seen by them. So whether you want to abandon social media altogether or you just wanna take a month off, it's possible to have a thriving business without being dependent on social media. This podcast is all about finding creative, sustainable ways to engage with your audience without needing to lip sync, send cold DMs, run ads, or be available 24 seven. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Happy summer. It is my favorite season of the year. And where I live in upstate New York, it lasts about five minutes. So I've decided to take some time off from creating content in order to really enjoy as much time away from my keyboard as humanly possible. But I didn't want to just leave you high and dry for the next three months. So we've got a fun podcast plan. Here at Love at First Search, we're all about making evergreen marketing assets really work for you long term. So this summer, we are practicing what we preach and we're repurposing something that we created last year, releasing it out to the public for the first time. So last year, we ran an event called SEO Summer Camp, which focused on creating efficient content marketing systems. And as part of Summer Camp, I interviewed 15 of my fellow business owners all about their tips for planning strategic content and creating engaging content consistently and utilizing that same content across multiple channels like YouTube or podcasts in order to grow their audience. So over the next nine or so weeks, you'll hear those interviews here on the podcast. Some of them might be slightly out of date, but we still think they're incredibly valuable resources, and we did not want to limit their reach by only having them available to the people who were involved in last year's event. <laughs> so you may notice that I start most of the interviews with something like, hey, summer campers, uh, and then I give recommendations based on what was happening in the community and the live events we are running. That's why I wanted to give some context in this introduction so you're not just like, what the heck is she talking about? <laughs> And because we are spending this summer in our podcast talking all about content marketing systems and creating more efficiently, I want to tell you about something that we're going to be launching at the end of this summer. Uh, We're going to be creating a new digital product. I am tentatively calling it the SEO content maximizer. It may change names by the time we actually release it. We will be sharing all of the Love It First search templates and processes and systems that we use to turn every podcast and every YouTube video into its own blog and newsletter and social media content. Uh, To give some context, in about six to eight hours a week, our team produces one YouTube video, a podcast, two blog post a newsletter and five social media posts. (laughs) You obviously would not need to do that much as a small business owner. We're, uh, you know, we've been doing this for a long time. We've created these solid content marketing systems, but we've got this process so locked down that we want to share that with you so that it will be easier for you to make more strategic content in less time. If you're interested in hearing about that new content maximizer product when it's ready, head over to loveitfirstsearch.com slash maximize, sign up for the waitlist, and you'll be the first to know when we're ready for beta testers. And if you're listening to this in the future, you can head to that and we'll redirect it to where you can find out more about that product. All right, so there's the context as to what you're hearing this summer and why. Without further ado, let's get started with the interview. Hey there summer campers. I am here with Press Roger and she is as her shirt says, a Pinterest badass. <laughs> I love the branding so much, especially the little, the little like pin in the eye. It's perfect. Thank you. Um, And today we're going to be talking all about how you can take the content that you've already created, whether it's here in summer camp or something that already existed on your website and get it in front of more people using the power of Pinterest without it creating tons more work for you. So I'm going to let you kind of explain how you came to love Pinterest, what it is that you like about it, and then maybe we can talk through some of the logistics too but
1: yeah it really kind of landed in my lap when I was a VA so pretty like early into my VA journey um, I started my journey as a VA in June of 2019 and my very first client um, she was a blogger and a, an a, um, Instagram influencer and she knew Pinterest was bringing her a lot of traffic to her blog but she also knew she was not using it as a business mm. like it was a personal account which is one thing if you have a personal account make sure you change it to a business account and she just can see in the back end that people are coming from Pinterest but so she wanted to actually hone in on to that and so of course I'm a VA general VA at the time so she was like can you help me with that and I'm like yeah of course like <laughs> I can do everything I'm a VA don't know I'm what like... it is
0: but I will figure out how to do it and we will and get would...
1: results <laughs> I was pretty new. Obviously, this is my very first client. Um, I had gone to, through a program called Ninety Day VA, and there was oh, like Gina a Pinterest... I didn't
0: know you went through Gina's program.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, what's her um, Ethel. Oh, I think oh. there is multiple. You're right. Day Ge- v- Gina is uh, <laughs> VA in thirty
0: days or less.
1: Okay, I'm like there's so many <laughs> programs out there, but okay. yeah, I went through that one, and it was a there was a Pinterest section in there, and um, that was like the first time I ever heard about. Pinterest as a marketing platform, because like many others, I see. Well, I saw Pinterest at that time as a place to go for DIYers. Um, even though I knew I was finding a lot of things, but I used like food and travel photos and things for myself. I didn't really see the search engine part of it until yeah. I actually started learning about it. And so then I'm like, oh, it is a marketing platform. It is a search engine. And of course, as the world changed, things that people search for change. Just like I always tell people, Instagram did not start out as something where you can market your business on. It was like, even now, like when I tell people that who are not in the online space, they're just like people be marketing their business. I'm like, yeah it's yeah. very <laughs> my side of the world on Instagram is completely mm. different than like my personal profile Instagram <laughs> so it's so funny um so I started doing more research trying to figure out how to actually use it as a business and at the time uh, like I said her Pinterest was actually doing pretty well so when we converted it to a business account she probably had like two to three hundred views um three hundred thousand views already happening because she's pretty popular and that's every month um, Yeah. And so within a year we got her up to, I want to say like 2 million views. Yeah. So, um, right. Like actually she, um, is still one of my clients. Um, it's been two years and her Pinterest averages about three to 4 million a month. Um, so it was amazing to for me to see that growth and learn how to do that. And so from her as a client, I really start researching more how to do it. And it's just kind of like, for me, it was the underdog. So mm-hmm. I started out doing more Instagram and Pinterest. And this year I was like, I'm going all in in Pinterest. Um, it was scary because I was like, what if no one wants to do Pinterest? And um, all these things, of course, mindset things. And I actually sent, just sent an email to my email list about it how, like, in the first half of this year, I earned already what I earned last year in the total of the year. And I'm only Girl, doing Pinterest. That's awesome. So it's like people are wanting Pinterest and yeah. people are understanding or seeing now, especially more so than two years ago, what Pinterest can do for their business. And for me, it's really interesting to see people. um, understand how Pinterest can work for them and really get them interested in it. Because I think it's definitely the underrated one. It's the underdog and it's very, very powerful though.
0: And I think, God, I have so many questions coming out of this. Um, I think Pinterest is so fascinating because it hits a target demographic. Like my husband does not know what Pinterest is. You know, he, nobody's looking for 40 year old white dudes on Pinterest, right? (laughs) Sorry, husband. You'd
1: be surprised, actually. He's on Reddit. (laughs) He's he's on the nerd platform. Pinterest is actually, like, I think, um, last year around, I would say around, like, February time the statics the statistics was seventy um, percent women and thirty percent men and really? now we're like at sixty percent men um, women forty percent men really? So it's growing um, I guess a lot of them got interested during the pandemic um, even more because Pinterest really grew even from last year it was like three hundred million people um, per month like our on Pinterest and now we're last time I checked it was like four hundred and sixty million so like close to half a billion. It might be over half a billion now. I haven't checked in a couple of months. But yeah, it's growing rapidly. And that's another thing. It's people are starting to see like it's not just you know, people think social media. It's not but it's just not haircuts partial. and wedding <laughs>
0: pictures, you know? Oh, and then you
1: realize when you start thinking about there, you're like, I am going there searching for something when I go on Pinterest. So the same way yeah. You go there searching for something, searching whether you're searching for a recipe or something. You are entering a search engine and you're finding someone's blog, which is probably their business, and they're making money off of you coming to their website or coming, you know, going to their Etsy shop. So when you start seeing it that way, you you start your will start turning on how you can use it as an online business
0: as well. Yeah. Are there any specific industries you feel like do particularly well on Pinterest?
1: Um, I don't think it's any particular industry. I think it's how your content comes into play. Mm. So if you're creating content that can live as evergreen content on the internet and you can drive traffic that way, your Pinterest can work for your business, whether you are an e-commerce business, you know, a physical business, or, you know, like I, I work with a lot of online um, coaches and things like that. It can work for you. It's about your content, really. If now, if you're not creating content, then it doesn't really make sense. Even if you are a photographer, you know, with pictures and stuff like that, if you're not posting them on the internet, then you have no place to drive traffic to You're, you know, if you don't have a blog for that, you have no place to drive traffic to. So same thing, if you are a coach, You are not creating content that has their own URLs. So whether you put that content on your website, which is always recommended, but even if you, you put that content, like your videos on YouTube or your podcast episodes have their own individual links, you can put that on Pinterest. So it's okay. I want to ask about
0: that because you were also talking about, you know, driving traffic to Etsy and people creating for YouTube and like, what is your strategy when you're working with clients who do have content in multiple places? So you have your website and a an Etsy store, or you have your website and your YouTube channel, or your podcast, or, you know, different places. I've heard conflicting advice here. Some people say everything should go through your website. So that's trackable. And some people say, who cares? It's a free for all, like take your Instagram and repurpose it and publish it on uh, Pinterest. If it's not like time sensitive or take just directly, direct, directly, direct, directly send traffic from Pinterest to your YouTube channel. Don't make them go through your website. So do you have a a feeling about what is the better approach and what people are more likely to click on from Pinterest?
1: So I always say that you want to prioritize the content on your website so if you definitely can put something on your website also put it on the website so this is the thing that people might not say that I always say You need the, with Pinterest, Pinterest looks at new content as a new URL. They want more new content. And that's what they're pushing this more of and not put like posting. Like if you were, uh, if you only have one freebie or something like that, you can't just post that same link on Pinterest over and over and over. Hmm. And that's the only link you have. Then Pinterest is probably not for you unless (laughs) you're using it. Um, promoted pins or Pinterest ads where that, then it doesn't matter but as organic traffic, you want to have as many new links as possible. So like for me, for example, my main um, core content is IGTV videos. So I send Pinterest to IGTV. I put that same video onto YouTube so that I have now a YouTube link to send Pinterest traffic to And I also put that video on my website and I also transcribe it into a blog, so now I'm send traffic to my website as well. Pinterest is going to always prioritize, this. yeah. Pinterest is already always going to prioritize traffic to your website because they know that that belongs to you, and they want to make sure they push that. Um, but you can't also claim your YouTube. You can't. You can't also claim your um, Instagram. And of course, if you have like a SEO Shopify store, you can claim those as well. So, but Pinterest is still going to post a push your traffic to your website. Okay. So when you
0: say claim it, it's like when you have that profile at the top and they have the little check mark that says, yes, you own this website domain. You can also do that with those other platforms.
1: Yeah, so they have like a spot in Pinterest, like in the settings where you claim and then you will, like for Instagram, you just sign into your account. I think for YouTube, you just sign into your account as well. And for your website, you have to put like a code into like the back end of the website.
0: Okay, Um, I have have tasks to get done after we get off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you want to make sure because if you're like, even if you start sending too much content to a a website that isn't claimed, that isn't yours in a sense, they might mark you as spam because they don't know where you're sending traffic to. You can be sending Hmm. traffic to anywhere. Even like I always tell my clients who have podcasts, Like, put your podcast episodes on your website. Like, it's easier, one, to get clients that way if you're looking to get clients because now you can serve them with your your you know your freebie or something like that later that you, like, you can really show them your show notes that you're putting on your website as opposed to sending them to apple podcast everybody doesn't have apple podcast right or spotify it doesn't have spotify and even if you send them that place those places you need to be careful because Pinterest might mark you as spam if you're only sending them to those places hmm. so you have to really think of how to to make sure you're utilizing utilizing things um correctly but yeah definitely people get so think they they're getting the mindset of like well if i'm sending someone to my instagram my youtube and my website for the same video aren't people going to like get tired of it no because on pinterest they don't know that you're sending them to that uh. same piece of content and probably pinterest <laughs> algorithm
0: goes oh these people are clicking through to youtube we'll show them more to youtube content yes. oh these people like to look at things on instagram so we'll so, like so it's like the algorithm includes yeah. what the user preferences are okay. and i always
1: Say like even on your, on your pen design, you can specifically say like a uh, watch on YouTube so that people know ahead of time that you're sending them to something on YouTube to watch or watch on IGTV. So they know right away, if I click on this, I'm probably going to go to their Instagram. You know, you don't have to do it for your website. Cause obviously they can go right. to your website. <laughs> That's the default. Um,
0: yeah. But Or like buy this on Etsy and you can have a little Etsy logo in the pin so people know that they're going there. They know.
1: So it's just like, even like podcasts, I always say, put like, listen, like call to actions that let people know what you're kind of sending them to. So if it's like, listen now, um, so they kind of know, okay, I'm going to listen to a podcast or something like that. So it's really easy to really figure out like the content that you're creating and repurposing it in a way that you're creating as many links. So URLs that you can put back on Pinterest to actually drive traffic to.
0: Okay. So one of the things that you said really early on is you said you had that client who was getting like 200 to 300,000 views, and you've gotten up to a million, two million views. Um, views versus clicks versus impressions. Talk me through how those different analytics work on Pinterest. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you want to, views, they're good to have, but they can be a, a vanity number. So you want to make sure you're watching out for that. Of course, they've kind of changed how they look at the analytics now, but views, all together you want to make sure of course they're increasing but sometimes they're going to just naturally drop so don't focus on them too much Mm -hmm. you want to look at the back end of things like your link clicks um so now Pinterest has both outbound link clicks and pin clicks so these are two Similar things are different. They're good to to analyze things. Pin clicks means someone actually clicked on your pin and maybe they clicked on it, read the description or just got a closer look for it. And outbound clicks mean they actually went to wherever it is Mm -hmm. that you're sending them to. So of course, your pin clicks and your outbound clicks are probably not going to add up because obviously people are going to look at it and be like, oh, that's not what I'm looking for. But of course, you want them to, I I say I go for like 50% at least um, because then if, it's not you're like, what's the disconnect?
0: So 50% of people who click on the pin will click through to the page. Yeah, that's what okay. I
1: try to always make sure of. Um, of course, you know, go for the higher goal that right. you can go for. But if it's like 1% of people actually clicking through, <laughs> you're like, maybe they're not, you know, you have like a thousand pin clicks and two outbound clicks. You're like, why aren't nobody like actually going to the? <laughs>
0: well, to be fair, sometimes you can get the information that you need from the pin
1: not not that depends so I don't r- always recommend infographics um because of the simple fact if you mm. if your goal is to get people off the platform if you're giving them everything on the pin like you were saying they're not uh, going to they're yeah going I watch like
0: it. I re- I'm thinking <laughs> specifically like I wanted to learn how to dutch braid my hair and so I just watched it on Pinterest. I never went to a YouTube channel. I never clicked through to watch the stuff. I was just like, show me the video. I learned how to do it. I'm going to go do it. I didn't click through. Whereas if they had, and here's the step by nice step where I can watch, you know, like see the pictures or watch mm-hmm. the YouTube video, maybe I want to click through. They gave me too much information on the pin.
1: See, that's the thing also, because now you can do like video pins and um, idea pins. So oh idea pins, they don't go anywhere. So usually those will be kind of like that step by step. Maybe they have like little slides. They're kind of like stories a little bit, but they change them to idea pins. They're kind of supposed to spark an idea in a way or, or tell a story. But like those, they don't go anywhere. So the those are good for kind of giving a lot of value and getting, getting people to follow you because after they watch it, they will automatically um, give you like an option to follow the person. Okay. So they make it really, really easy. Um, and now I actually just heard from my mentor and I haven't even looked myself, but apparently if you use idea pins, you can tag a product. So if you're a product seller, you can oh, tag okay. a product. So that makes it a little better. So if you're
0: like, let me show you behind the scenes of how I made this soap and look, you can go buy the soap and yeah. then they can link over to your Shopify store and go buy that soap that you just showed them in the idea. Yeah. From. I'm okay. super
1: excited to have an yeah. e-commerce client. I'm like, oh, I'm wondering the usage. Cause it was like a lot of people were upset about not being able to go. Cause that's like a main yeah. thing. Why am I
0: spending so much like- time creating this if I can't <laughs> get any traffic from it? So
1: it's like, why can't we go anywhere? So that was really trying to, I guess, get people to stay on the platform. Pinterest want to kind of have a good balance of getting people to stay on the platform and get people to leave the platform, of course, because it is the search engine. Right. So they're trying to find that good balance between it. But so hopefully this helps people to still be able to, to kind of sell their products or whatever their, their thing is. And then video pins, those can link to somewhere, but it's a little harder to see how to figure out where to, get the link from yeah. they make it really hard I don't know why um, <laughs> well because they um, want to keep people on the platform the same yeah. way that
0: IGTV wants to keep people on the platform and you can have a link in there and you can click through from IGTV but they don't expect you to they want you to watch the whole thing
1: right Right. There. so like what I always suggest if you do do a video pin maybe do a little teaser kind of like what you were mm-hmm. saying maybe if they have like the beginning steps or something like that and you have to like click over to the YouTube video or click over to the IGT video to wash the rice. Um, A lot of people don't be thinking about that because if I am a YouTuber and I want to grow my YouTube traffic, I'm not going to put the whole video on Pinterest because then- You're never going to get to the YouTube page. You're going to just watch it on Pinterest. So it depends on your goals. Some people Mm -hmm. might have goals of really just growing their Pinterest account because for different reasons, it could be for, you know, brand um, sponsorships or whatever, or if you really want to get people off the platform, you have to really think through how you're going to do that. And that is a part of like your Pinterest sales funnel.
0: Okay. So uh, I want to go back to this. Pinterest ideas yes. pin mm-hmm. because I'm just not familiar with it. Um, would you and I'm, I'm like my strengths finder has maximizer super high. So I'm like it's Maximizer,
1: is my second one. Uh, right. look, I keep it up here because I forget them, but Pinterest is it.
0: so great for maximizers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Because it's like you're creating the content elsewhere and then Pinterest can be like a search tool to get nice. it out in front of
1: people. No, I never thought oh. about it that way. That's why I love
0: it. <laughs> maximizer and um like achiever are really high high for me so I'm like all right let's let's see how this is working strategic is up there you know. (laughs) Uh, but anyway so if you're creating like an Instagram story would you then put that into the idea pin and same with like if you're making an IGTV would you turn it into a video pin that would then like tell me how we can make all of this an ecosystem where people can find you anywhere and follow you everywhere
1: Yeah. So for idea pins, I highly encourage if you are making like IG stories, if they're valuable stories, of course, not just like I just made a story of me singing. I wouldn't put that on Pinterest (laughs) as I was getting ready for this. But if I am actually like if I do like uh, five tips for Pinterest on IG stories or usually I I record them on my phone and then I post them to IG, I would definitely um, suggest this app called Jump Rope. So it's an app that makes it really easy to um, share like to different platforms, like in their perfect size. I can't even really explain it, but if I can put it on jump rope and then they will either, if it's a video, they can split the video a little bit. So then I can create like little slides for um, either IG stories or for ideal pins. um, And then I can just share from there. Um, or you can even make square size. So it really makes it really help, um, easy to take like a piece of content and repurpose it for different platforms. Um, and then they even have where you can add like little steps to it. So definitely look up Jump Rope. It's free as of now. Um, it's even a platform too. I don't use it, but yeah. Um, mm. I think I ought I think it automatically shares to their platform but I don't really know how that part works <laughs>
0: oh, okay <laughs>
1: um, but as yes, long as yeah. they're pushing it
0: out everywhere else they can they can have it on there too yeah, so and I think like I've also account. heard of repurpose.io does, does something Ooh. very similar where you like upload a video and then it's like here it is in Instagram I mean, grid size and the, you know, the square <laughs> and you, you can put you know get it adjusted to all these different sizes
1: yeah so um that is one way so yeah definitely was valuable you can definitely use it to share it on um idea pins and and then the other thing I would suggest for idea pins is if you do any TikToks or Reels, the only thing, just like um, if you're from Instagram, they said that they were, were not going to push any videos with the TikTok watermark. The same thing is true for. Pinterest. So I use this um, app called TikTok downloader. So I can download my okay. TikToks and it removes the watermark because nobody has time to remake a reel or TikTok as a reel. And I don't like even making reels. I like making, the the. the, the it's not as robust. You like as
0: making TikTok. TikToks and rolling <laughs> them into reels and then taking them and making them Pinterest videos.
1: Yes, because cool. one also... Reels does not allow you to download, like if it's like a, a commercial, not a um, like a, a
0: what's the start? Not it's Reels. like proprietary on yeah. Instagram. They don't let yeah. you download them because they don't want you to upload them to TikTok.
1: Because they're like, oh, you can't <laughs> download this. If you download this, you, it takes away the song. See, TikTok doesn't what's take me point? through all of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok just has me check a box and say, I know that I'm downloading something that has music that is not mine. And that's it. So yeah. I, that's why for me, I prefer to do it on TikTok and then repurpose it to the other platforms. Um, well, because
0: so- TikTok's the leader in this, so they can be a little bit more open, whereas Instagram's like, no, we want to steal the good stuff from TikTok and not have people be on TikTok anymore. We
1: all, we all know how Instagram is not. Yeah. A- just like
0: Instagram stories, which <laughs> is just a cheap, you know, it's a poor man's Snapchat. <laughs>
1: I can get into this whole thing. And I always tell people I'm like, Instagram was innovative in the beginning, obviously, mm. as a as a um a picture platform. And then they lost it because every single thing after that has come from someone else's thing and their stories is not as good as Snapchats, their filters are yeah. not as good as Snapchat. It's like, can I get that part together?
0: <laughs> like, yes. And I mean and- I don't wanna get- <laughs> but it's like as soon as Instagram got bought by Facebook. I was like, oh, now they're gonna steal things from everyone else, you know, because that's what Facebook did. It's like, oh hey, Craigslist is active. Let's build a marketplace. And you know, they are I never even thought about that, but that is where they got there from. And like Instagram or (laughs) Facebook groups, that was just like every I have you issues know, with social uh, media. <laughs>
1: everybody, everybody knows the truth, but of course convenience. And I'm like, I don't see why they have to compete so much. Cause I'm going to use both TikTok and reels anyway. So I right. don't know why it has to be a big deal, but yeah. So definitely repurpose those across the platforms. Um, and then for videos, what I do for my IGTV videos, like I said, I take them and maybe like either, either the beginning or like if I'm giving out five steps or something, maybe I'll I'll take a one of the steps and put it on video pins. And then at the end, I'll add like a slide in that says, um, you know, to watch the remainder of the video click the link or whatever and go to watch the video. Um, so to make it where it's still giving them something, but it's not giving them everything. So because for those, I want them to either go to my website or YouTube or Instagram. Absolutely. And not just say on
0: Pinterest, Pinterest is not the final destination, right? And it can be for some people, like you were saying, if you want to build that up, so that way you can get that sponsorship and be able to say, I have 2 million views or whatever. But you mentioned like, make sure that that's part of your Pinterest funnel. So talk me through what you recommend in terms of when people actually do click through, they get the pin click, they get the, the outbound click. What do you recommend in terms of how to get that lead capture?
1: Yeah, it really comes down to your goal. So you have to always, always tell people um, what is your Pinterest goal, and you can't just be as some. I mean, you can't be as simple as say, "Oh, to get more clients." Okay, that's the higher goal, obviously. But depending on what you're selling, you might not be able to get someone from Pinterest to go straight into your five thousand dollar course. It's not going to add up. Not likely. <laughs> Like we have to remember people on Pinterest when they're finding you, they're probably new traffic, they're cold traffic, they do not know you. So now you have to take them through a funnel that's going to warm them up to you. It's the same thing if you were doing paid marketing, you're taking them through something that's going to warm them up to you so that they can then purchase from you later on down the the line. A prime example um that people always be like does pinterest really work and i say well my one of my main mentors i actually found her on pinterest um of course she was on pinterest because she's right. a pinterest mentor but she's also a business coach and it was as simple as i wanted to learn how to or well, i think i was trying to figure out my own pinterest like um making sure i was like it's like a, a pinterest manager checklist that's what she had and i got that's on that perfect you're <laughs> right i got yeah. email list, Um. You know, got her emails for a few months, joined her Facebook group, watched some of her videos, and then like a three or four months later, she opened her coaching program, and it was easy yes for me because I had,
0: <laughs> I had
1: here's my money. <laughs> like, she had warmed me up. Like it started so simple for something, and then I, you know, got to know her better. I'm like, oh, this is this is easy. And I got like the highest offer she was doing that had like the mentorship and the program. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, that was within four months. It didn't happen, of course, in like two days. But she wasn't even offering her her program then. But even if if it was, then I might've been like, oh, I don't really know you well enough, but maybe the next yeah. time you offer, maybe I will be then. Yeah. So you really have to think through what is your, your current funnel and how do you actually nurture people? And then like add Pinterest to the top of that because that's what people are going to get introduced to you at. So if for instance, you have a freebie They click on the pin, they go to the landing page, they sign up for the freebie. What happens next? Where I like to ask, like, where do you normally convert people? Uh, What's the step right before you convert people? So if that is people, most of your people convert from your Facebook group. Okay. How are you going to get them into your Facebook group? Is most, if most of your people convert from your Instagram, then how are you going to get them to your Instagram? They can get on your email list, but then you should be your main call to action, a lot of the times is follow me on Instagram, because you know, you want to get people there to actually warm them up. Like Instagram is really great. And Facebook is also like Facebook groups is really great as a community building, engaging platform
0: nurturing.
1: Yeah. Pinterest is really for getting people to see you brand awareness, to get to know you and get like, be new to you, but then you have to nurture them. So how are you going to do that?
0: Do you recommend having like a pop up when people get to the site so that way they know that they could do whatever that call to action is or, or, you know, some a, a lot of people using Pinterest are on their phones. And so the pop up kind of takes over. And have you seen yes. any, um, like, uh, uh, no, I'm kind of talking about web design, and not so much no. about Pinterest, but like that strategy of having that pop up. Yes. Yay or nay
1: yes (laughs) (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) asterisks
1: depending on the page so of course if you're sending them to and this is always uh, sometimes an issue for some people in their marketing their email marketing thing because i had that problem myself if you're sending them to an actual lead magnet already do not have a pop-up too because (laughs) like especially if it's a different pop-up at that it's like i'm already here now use the pop-up so please make sure your pages don't show those but if you're sending them to like a blog post um or to your website which I wouldn't suggest sending them directly to your website because if I'm on Pinterest and you say something like five tips for Pinterest, but then I click on it and it goes to your main, like
0: your website, homepage. Yeah.
1: I'm not going, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you send me to a blog post, Then yes, I do have a pop-up. I usually probably have like five seconds later. So you want to have those pop-ups there. And if it is a blog post or something where you're giving value, which is why it's really great to send people to your website. For instance, for my blog post in the middle of the blog post, I also have another call to action to join my email list or to get this free thing because most people are not just going to join your email list without you offering them something. Mm -hmm. Our emails are golden these days. So you have to be offering me something to
0: get my email address. Join my newsletter not exciting
1: it's just not like what is your newsletter (laughs) like but if you'd be like who are you especially coming
0: from Pinterest so often those people are completely cold you're demonstrating the value you're educating them on Mm -hmm. something and then you want to give them something not just like I I don't Sometimes I'll sign up for just like join my newsletter. I'm like, I don't even remember who this is the next day.
1: Yeah. So you have to really (laughs) have those things there. So, but you definitely want to have things to capture people and not just be sending them to your blog posts or sending them to your podcast um, sending them to your videos, even if yeah. you know, of course, you send it to YouTube and your YouTube captions have the links to where they can find you some more or you yeah. know, get a free thing. You really want to try, always have call to actions wherever you can have them because people need to be told what to do next.
0: Mm-hmm. Preach it. I believe in that. <laughs> I'm always talking about what is the next step. People find you, yes. then what? All right, so tell mm-hmm. us how we can find out more about you and work with you and. Should we go follow you on Pinterest or Instagram or YouTube or TikTok? Everywhere. Where everywhere. Are all the places we can um, follow you? <laughs> it's
1: so funny. When I get, when I check my YouTube, I do not try to grow. I'm not trying to grow my YouTube. That was not ever the plan, which it probably will be later on because it's also a search engine. Mm-hmm. But I post my videos on YouTube because it's another link for me to put onto Pinterest. Uh-huh. And because if I share it a lot of times, but I share my links with my email list, a lot of times they click on the YouTube more and more than any other place, interesting. which is always interesting to me as well. Huh. So I guess it's just easier to watch it on YouTube or something and save it that way. Um, but yeah, I'm on all, all platforms. Um, of course, Pinterest and Pinterest and Instagram is at Fresh Rogers. You, YouTube is the Pinning Oasis, which is my company name. And um, uh, you can find me on Facebook too. But my favorite platform to hang out on is Instagram because it is engaging. And I like to show up and do my Pinterest shenanigans and I do my weekly um, pinning with Prush videos. So you can definitely find me there and figure out, um, find out all the ways you can work with me and my team and um, become a Pinterest daddy as I like to say yourself if you're not already one.
0: All right, thank you so much, guys. I'll have links to everywhere that you can hang out with Prush beneath this and ask any questions right here in the group and yes. we'll make sure that they get back to her or, you know, slide into the DMs. Yes. <laughs> it's always an option. All right, thank you so, so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Social Slowdown Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe or come on over to socialslowdown.com and sign up for our email list so you never miss an episode. We'd also love if you could write a review to help other small business owners find the show. You can head over to socialslowdown.com slash review or grab that link in our show notes for easy access. We'll be back soon with more tips to help you market your business without being beholden to social media. Talk to you then.